so many people, even here tonight or watching online, uh, you may have problems that look overwhelming to you right now. And if you don't, just looking at the situation in the world today looks just so, can, can look just so absolutely overwhelming. And that's exactly what the enemy wants us to think because we forget who this God is that we serve. And one of the best ways to remind ourselves is to go back over things that God has done in our lives. So it's good to give thanks to the Lord for ourselves but it's also good for him because it's not that he has an ego that he needs to hear these things, but because of who he is, he's entitled to that because of what he's done for us. And we forget sometimes the, the situation uh, of what we do have. We can be so focused on what we don't have and what we lack. And I was talking with someone on staff today that, uh, that has relatives in Haiti, and I was asking her today how, how things are going. And she said two of her friends were just kidnapped. And as you know, a number of weeks ago, there was this missionary group that was kidnapped. And, and so, you know, there was, with all the stuff going on in our world and our nation around us, we don't have to go out the door every day wondering whether we're going to be kidnapped. She said you've got about a 50-50 chance where she comes from. So uh, we have a lot to be thankful for tonight. So what we're going to do is, without much more ado, oh, also, those of you that are watching online, uh, we're going to give you an opportunity to share your testimonies. You're watching through Facebook uh, or YouTube, I guess. You can post your testimony on there. And Pastor Chris is here, and he'll read them. And, and as appropriate, we may have him come and read your, your, your giving of thanks to the Lord. So here's what we're going to do tonight. If you've got something that you want to share and you want to give thanks for, remember, we keep Keep our, our, the, the focus of this on what God's done for us, not everything we've gone through. Um, and then uh, if you, when I, in a moment, just raise your hand, I'll call you, and you can come up to the microphone and, uh, and just begin to share your testimony. I'm going to ask you some questions, and then we'll just kind of go from there. If nobody has much, we'll go home early <laughs> and be thankful for that. But I know many of you have things that you have to be thankful for. So who wants to go first? And if I don't call you by name, sometimes it's hard to see who you are back there. So, um, is it okay if I just read it? Yeah, that's okay. Just talk loud enough so that they can pick you up. From a young age, God has guided me through dreams. This year, I notice it more and more, especially after Miss Kenyatta, a D2L leader, prophesied it over me. After she prophesied it over me this Halloween, God's been guiding me to speak to certain people about God. And when I was on the phone with my mom who was at work telling me how, telling her how I told the student about what God asked me to do, a glass lemonade vase full of Halloween candy on top of the fridge almost fell on my head. I started noticing the devil trying to mislead me. So we asked Pastor Mike and his wife to pray over us in our home, which helped us feel safer. But my testimony, starting off with my dad, my dad wasn't around when I was around seven. He cheated on my mom, and he was really unhappy with his own trauma. But I also, I always had dreams of him coming back in all white. I always believed he would. When I had doubt, God would remind me. I would always pray for a brother when my mom was pregnant with my now seven-year-old sister, Aaliyah. One night, when I was about six years old, God gave me a revelation. I started telling my mom I seen myself 
and my mom's stomach eating through a tube. I told her how God told me I will have a little brother, but now is not the time, so I need to wait. And these angels gave me water from a beautiful fountain I still remember with gems and gold around the fountain. Then I seen myself at 14 on a table in New York with a gun pointed at my head. I am now 14 years old. Last year around Easter, my older sister Rosa got in contact with my dad off of Facebook. I ended up finding out I had a little brother named Francisco after almost five and a half years not seeing my dad. My mom at first didn't expect to accept my brother since his mother ruined her marriage. His mom is still a prostitute and addicted to multiple drugs and abandoned my brother. Her family found my brother and contacted my dad, letting him know the situation. When he found out, he flew back to Portugal and brought him to America to raise. My brother is now waiting on citizenship papers. My mom and older sister Rosa helped sign. I'm glad we met Francisco at the perfect time. My mom was able to help my brother by scheduling him multiple doctor appointments since he has multiple health issues such as a delay in speech, missing kidney due to kidney problems, and lots of family trauma. The five years my dad was gone, we weren't financially stable such as living in a basement for almost two years and now an apartment we call home. Not being in a safe environment, such as lots of gun violence. Not being able to have a normal Christmas till three years ago. And my mom being in college and recently finished and being a therapeutic mentor for kids with trauma. Me and my older sister Rosa having a job. And I just want to say thank you to my mom for all the tears she, she cried over hard work with school and every prayer, I don't know where I would be without God and my family. Thank you very much. The Bible says that God holds your tears. He's so much involved in, in the hurt and the pain you go through. And sometimes we wonder if he is, how can he let us do that? And that's because obviously there's an enemy out there that's trying to destroy our lives. But he's faithful. He's faithful to us. And he knows your dreams. And he gives you visions for what he wants to do. To hold, give you hope. And to give you confidence. That's not an easy thing to share. But thank you so much. It's encouraging. Thank you. And thank you for the courage. Sometimes we don't realize the hurt that's going on in families, especially even in here. People that come in we see every week, and we do not realize everything that's going on in our families. Thank you so much. Anyone else? Kathy. I would just like to um, uh, thank the Lord for um, meeting me every morning. Um, He has um, been so faithful to me every morning. He wakes me up between 5 and 5.30. I'm retired now, so I do have this time. Other things aren't getting in the way. I remember when I would work and I would um, 
make the effort to meet with him every morning, but then uh, you'd get up late or you'd have to do something. And that would be one day, and maybe one day would turn into two, and then maybe two would turn into three. And pretty soon, I knew I would be on fumes, and I would crash and burn eventually, which would happen. (laughs) But since I've been retired, there's been this sweet, sweet time, and it's a lengthy time. And I am just so thankful to that, because he has just been... I don't know. I just I feel like a, a, a new woman inside. Mm-hmm. I feel so strong with him, and he prompts me to do things, and I have the time to kind of listen, and um, I'm learning. And uh, uh, I, I belong to a Bible study, and that kind of centers me on studying the Word of God, which has just been such a beautiful experience, and um, that's it. I just want to thank the Lord for that special time in the morning with him. And that's special to him, too. Thank you, Kathy. That's what gives you the vitality. That's what gives you the life. It's, it's not just the, 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 the doctrines and the teachings. It's not just the, the routines that we go through. And, and we talk about this all the time. It's the relationship. And there, you cannot have a meaningful relationship without communication. And God's a communicator. He's waiting to communicate with us. And one of the things Kathy pointed out is when you're working, when you're still at that stage of life where you're busy, you've got children, or maybe you're a young person and you've got school and things like that, there's a lot of pressure that works in on us. But, it, but it, when you press in, when you make that time somehow, uh, even if in the beginning it's just a little bit and just keep coming back at it, coming back at it, he's there to meet you. And he wants to meet you, and it gives a freshness and a vitality to your life. But he's, he's more thankful this evening than you are, Kathy, because he enjoys his time with you. And that's hard for us to imagine. Thank you so much. It's encouraging. So, Ken. I got so much to be thankful for. Like that song, overwhelmed. Yeah. There's an overwhelmed on the bad side, an overwhelmed on the good <laughs> side. And you already talked about the bad. The overwhelmed on the good side, just being overwhelmed with God's grace and His mercy. And uh, I thank Him for that every morning when I wake up. Um, I'm most thankful for, and this is like a testimony for me. Um, coming out of COVID and opening the church back up, I didn't think I'd be up there getting to speak in front of these youth. I've been down there for 20 years. I never stepped up to that before. I never asked. But it was like, can you do it? God, through all things, God can do anything. So he did that. Um, I've always had a heart for music, and I admire the worship team we have. And over the years, I said, you know, maybe one day I'll get a chance. I got to play a little bit uh, when Megan had gone to uh, Ireland. And uh, that was short-lived. And then to start up a worship team, and finally we don't have any musicians other than myself so I'm not a youth guitar player obviously I'm 66 years old but uh, it's such a privilege to work with this group of people because God sent them they might not be the best professional singers but I was praying on the way over here and God said they're not singers they're worshipers they're worshipers up here they're not singers 
What God hears coming out of their mouth is so joyous and such a sweet fragrance to him that it's just uh -huh. overwhelming. I wouldn't and, know they weren't professional. They were pretty good. <laughs> guys, take a bow in your seats. Miss Kenyatta. Miss Kenyatta's been a Miss Kenyatta's been a blessing to us. She's yeah. got a great vocal yeah. skills and she's been, you know, seeding that into those kids. And uh, I'm just trying to be a background so they're not singing every song a cappella. <laughs> um, but you know, you're you're a tremendous example of what faithfulness does. You've been faithful downstairs with the teens for over 20 years. And, and, and God sees things in you that we often don't see in ourselves. And you're just available. Yeah. And that's what God begins to promote. He's not looking so much for ability as he is for yeah. availability. I know we hear that, but I get thrilled when I hear testimonies like that. Exactly. So I want to thank you for yeah. your faithfulness. Because yeah. we've been through a number of changes with the downstairs, and, and you've been faithful through all of that, which for our teens is important because it provides some stability. And so I want to thank yeah. you for that. You know who would tell me that all the time? Denny. Yeah. Constantly coming oh, yeah. up and putting his hand on me. He says, Ken, yeah. you've got such faithfulness. You yeah. served under three pastors, and, yeah. you know, and I'm just yeah. like, hey, Denny, don't, you know, you're going to make me cry. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> but it was such a blessing to hear that, such a blessing to hear you say that, because well, I, mean I believe God heart. speaks through people. He does. And he speaks through you. He speaks through the worship team. He speaks through Miss Kenyatta. He speaks through all of you. Yeah. You know, I, I appreciate it. speak through me. I don't have a job. That's right. That's right. But, the, you know, I could go on, but I think that's enough. Oh, thank you. That's good. Thank it's, you, Ken. His grace and mercy is just yes, so abundant. That's all it is. Thank Amen. you. Who's next? Irene? You know, I thought today, well, the last couple of days, what would I say? What would, Lord, of all the blessings you've given this year, what would I want to bring up at a night like this for Thanksgiving? And every morning I, you know, have my time with the Lord and I journal, and that time in the morning is great, Kathy. And I listen to him and I, you know, I, I'm, I'm so blessed to hear him and to... Um, share in what his plans are for the day and it's like okay lord what's our adventure today what are we going to do and so i flip through my notebook i've got years worth and every day mm -hmm. i'm journaling i'm writing and i when i looked at it i saw that he is so faithful there were so many things that have been answered i couldn't pick one for tonight. There's no way I could pick just one thing. Mm -hmm. Prayers for individuals, prayers for things in my own life, my family, friends, uh, the world, uh, just so many myriad. And I realized that's the testimony, <laughs> how good he is and how faithful he is. And he is opening doors that I could never have seen opened. He's doing things not only in my life, but I see here in the church, you know, and he's given me dreams he likes to speak in dreams and share things and um and he told me about a faith christian center he said not one prophetic word ever spoken over that church will not come to pass Amen. they will come to pass and Amen. he is in process Amen. now of doing Amen. mighty mighty things here and so i said lord thank you for your 
faithfulness. Thank you for your grace that you love us that much. And, and looking through my notes, I even saw someone I've been praying for for over 30 years yeah. turned around. <laughs> it's changed in their life. And, you know, his, the whole thing was don't ever let go. You know, we're to stay steady. Don't let go of the rope. Don't let go of his word. Once you've sown it, once you've prayed it, he heard. Mm -hmm. He's working mm -hmm. it. It's in process. And, you know, mm -hmm. process doesn't always work as fast as we want it to. Mm -hmm. We don't always see things as quickly as we think we should. But he's on it. Mm -hmm. And just stay steady. You know, mm -hmm. he's doing it. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, the scripture that says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his mercy That's endures so forever. He's good to men. Yeah. He's always good. He, his word will come to pass and we can give thanks at all times. You know, there's no reason to not be thanking him and be grateful. Right. So, you know, I thought of what uh, Pastor Sam used to say, God is good all the time and all the time God is good. Yes. And to God be the glory. Yeah. That's what tonight's all about. Yeah. yeah he's a good That's God. That's his favorite song was, He's Been Faithful. Yeah, That exactly. was his favorite song. Thank you, exactly. everyone. His faithfulness. His faithfulness. God's faithful. We forget. We forget what God can do. We forget what He's capable of doing. And, uh, and God often, He'll give you dreams or He'll show you something and then it looks like nothing's happening. Uh, and then it'll just suddenly happen and when it does, it's like, where did that come out of? Because God wants you to know when it happens. He did it and you didn't. Absolutely. Go ahead. I just want to thank God for always being my, uh, my A little compass. closer so they can hear you online. Go ahead. Yeah. I want to just thank God for always being my compass. Sometimes I do choose to choose my own road, and he's always faithful to meet me at that road, whatever I choose. Yeah. Sometimes the sail of life, the wind will try to take you a certain way, and you'll think you're going the right way. And God, instead of leaving you because you want to go that way with your sail, he will kind of follow you and then bring you back. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes the storms of life, like I said, sometimes will just shake you up a little bit, and you start kind of questioning yourself. Then you go from questioning yourself to questioning God, and God is just like, you know, Stay faithful, stay near me, you know what I mean? And I have split the sea before, and I'll split the sea again, you know what I mean? As long as you stick by me, I'll stick by you. Even when you don't stick, my, uh, stick by me, I'm still there, even when you don't feel me. So I just want to thank him for that, you know what I mean? Sometimes, like I said, especially being a young male, we think we know it all. We think that we could change our own destiny, and God's like, you know, you know, trust me, I have plans for you. You may not see him today. But you will see him in a couple of days. You may see him in a month or two, and then you will understand why I chose mm -hmm. to give you this role or the, the role you chose. So I just want to thank for being oh, thank faithful. You. That's great. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. I think one of the things that we've learning, and it's a, it's a lifelong, I found in my life, it's a lifelong learning process, is, is learning to, to let go. We were talking about that today. Let, to let go of the control. And it's not something we do easily, and it takes a long time. So as you're beginning to learn that, uh, you, you will go through that through most of your life. Because about the time you think you've let go, he's able to show you, and he can do it through circumstances, and he'll do that. He'll let you wander sometimes to let you. I had a, a, a meeting with somebody today, and they'd just come through a very dark, hard time, but they recognized God's hand was on their life even when they didn't know where he was. And even when they don't, you know, we sing, this, we sing the song, Waymaker, which even when we don't see that you're working, you're working. We sing that song, but it's a reality. God is so faithful that when you don't know he's working, he is working. He will not let go of you. Even when you think you've wandered off, even, well, I think of Psalm 139 that says, even if you go to the gates of hell, 
His spirit's there, still working with you, trying to pull you back. You cannot get away from him unless you're really determined to do that. And that takes a long time. So thank you. Thank you very much. Anyone else? I know there are more. Pinyana. I want to thank God for time. Uh, he's a restorer of time, um, for being faithful. Uh, the young man just said he's a compass. He's been my compass. He's been my guide. Um, and for those who are wondering, um, your gift will make room for you. Yes. So thank you. Yeah, it will. Thank you. <laughs> yes, dear. I can't. Come on. Yep. Hi. Good night, everyone. I want to thank God for changing my heart and healing my wounds, my scars, because I used to be, like, very angry and bitter. And he's made my heart very pliable and very loving. So I want to thank God for that. Thank you for sharing that. That's so good because so often we're, we think of the things he's done for us outwardly, either the material things or the, the miracles he's done in our life. But in many ways, the more important things are the things he's able to do inside of us, in places where we may not even know we need work. And the Holy Spirit, I, I was been reminded this year as you pray for certain people, um, how we look at people sometimes as if, well, they're hopeless. There's maybe if somebody you in your family um, don't don't look left or right, but if somebody in your family that just you know that's old so and so, you know they're too hard-hearted. They're, there's nobody beyond God's reach, because when you pray, His Spirit's able to work into their heart and and, and to soften their heart, and and that's a great testimony of that because we all have things in our heart that need to be worked on and. God's so faithful. He knows, he knows what's going on inside and, and wants to do that work inside. Great. Thank you. These are great. Yes, dear. Hello. Hi. So, let me... Just take, take it easy. It's okay. Just look at it's, me. Forget um, about them. It's kind of similar to my mom's. Um, I'm thankful for um, God's love for me. to sometimes believe that he does love me <laughs> because many people who I put a lot of trust in and, and my love towards turn their back 
on me. So, it's hard to believe sometimes that Jesus would, would not do that to me as well. So, I just, so, um, I don't want to be honest, I, I do turn my back on him a lot, you know, you know, just like human nature, and I'm, I, I'm really sorry that I have to, that I do that, but I'm just really thankful for his love for me, even, even He'll never turn the, his back on you. And even when you do that, he knows what's in your heart. A lot, usually when we do that, we're protecting ourselves because we're afraid of being hurt or disappointed. And he knows that. He'll never give up on you. He'll never let go of you. And he knows there's something sweet in your heart. There's a very special sweetness in your heart. And he sees that. He put it there. All right. He made you the way you are. So, he accepts you the way you are, because he made you the way you are. There's a scripture in the Old Testament that said, I created you and I formed you. So he's made you the way you are. And he loves you, and you're, you're beginning to experience that. And his love for you is different than any person's love for you, even different than your mother's. All right, Because it has nothing to do with anything you can earn, even though with your mother it isn't either. But his love for you is, is he, and he's going to begin to breathe it into you. So you're going to know it from the inside. And things that you've been hurt about and disappointed about in the past are going to get healed from the inside out. That took a lot of courage to share this. Thank you so much. And I, I bet you it's touched some people tonight. So thank you very much. This is great. This is so different than what we've had in the past. Thank you. This is real sharing. Rick. Well, first, what I'd like to do is thank the Lord. I've into my second week of retirement. <laughs> Let me just let you laugh. tilt this up to you a little bit. And um, it still seems like a vacation, but <laughs> and it's just a very nice time, and um, it's really interesting how the schedule has changed. But what I really want to share is, is two things. No matter what happens, and when your head hits the pillow that night, there's two things that you can look forward to in the morning. One is his mercies are renewed daily yeah. and this is the day that the Lord has made and I will be glad and rejoice in it so no matter what's going on or what's happened in your life when your head hits that pillow I'm able to say his mercies are renewed daily so no matter what I did his mercies are renewed daily and that next day I can be glad and rejoice in it because the Lord made that day. Not me, mm -hmm. not anyone else. I have the promise that he is making that next day. Mm -hmm. So I just want to share that with people. Of, 
you know, like that night before you're saying to yourself, oh, I'm just dreading, wait a minute, the Lord made that day. Right. So it's right. going, I will be glad and I will rejoice in it. So I hope that helps someone. Yeah, help me. Thank you. <laughs> His, his mercies are new every morning, and I've tested that. <laughs> they are. <laughs> and and, and, and is when you begin your day looking for the opportunity, so often, and I've shared it a lot of times here, and I've shared it with someone I met with today, this world looks terrible right now, and most likely it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. But we have to realize it's, it's not like God didn't realize that when he put us here. It's not like God said, oh, you know what, I love these people, but I never, should have, I never should have had them born at this time. God has put us here for such a time as this. So in the middle of all the mess that's going on in the world, or maybe even in your own life, every day is full of opportunities because you walk with and there's living in you a God who has a plan for your life for that day. My wife is so good at this. She just runs across people in, in the store and places like that, and she's become very good at these three-minute conversations, very brief conversations where you make a connection with somebody, and you don't know what you're doing, how God's using that. And if you begin to look at your days that way, at work, maybe you're working for somebody that's difficult, or you're working in a pressure situation, but God's there with you, and the Holy Spirit's in you to give you wisdom and guidance. If you can begin to look instead of the problems, at the opportunities that are there, because that then opens God up, the Holy Spirit in you, to begin to show you what he wants to do. This is good, good stuff. Thank you. I, I knew I was going to come to you, Doc. Go ahead. Come on, Shane, first. I may cry. I'm going to um, tilt this down to you. So. <laughs> this summer I wasn't expecting to keep my dad. He has developed dementia. And we figured it was the last time we'd probably see him as a family. So I decided to take him down south to see my brothers, one of which I haven't seen in a decade. And the other two, I don't even remember when the last time it was. But we started the trip, and it was good going. And we got to my first brother's house, and he's still running up flights of stairs trying to pick up his eight-year-old grandson, and we're like, Dad, you can't do that. Your heart's not going to be able to take it because we knew he had a heart issue on top of it, but he doesn't remember. So we kind of just gently reminded him, tried to keep things low. We made it to my next brother's house a few days later, and things were okay, not too bad. Um, everything was going well. He decided to go play in a go-kart, which... You know, Dad, you shouldn't have done that. And my younger brother was, didn't realize, you know, how serious the whole matter was because my family's a little naive as to what's going on. They think it's not that big of a deal. Dad's just forgetful. And it's, no, it's more than that. Um, we haven't gotten an actual diagnosis from a doctor's yet because he had a brain bleed a few years ago, but now they're saying that it is. Um... We got to my third brother's house. He had been taking some heart medication the last few days, and he started taking more than he should have been taking, and my mom didn't tell me. And had she told me, I would have got him into the emergency room sooner, but she didn't. 
Well, I asked if we could stay a, a day longer. My mom's like, sure, why not? It's the last time we'll be down there. That brother was planning on getting married, which he did a couple weeks ago. Thank God. <laughs> he needs somebody to watch over him. <laughs> um, so we started heading home the day after that. And we stopped in Pennsylvania on the way home because it was about a halfway point. And we got there probably about 11 o'clock at night because we left late that morning. And we got dinner. And as soon as dinner was over, my dad's like, I need medicine. I don't feel good. And my mom gave him the first one. And five minutes later, she gave him the second one. And then five minutes later, he's asking for a third. And I said, I'm calling the ambulance. He ended up having a heart attack that night oh. at 12 o'clock at night. So we spent that night in the hospital. The next part of the next morning, went home, slept, or went back to the hotel, slept a few hours. Got up, went back to the hospital. They said, yep, he had a, a massive heart attack, but we can take care of it. We have a great surgeon here. Great to know. As things went on, a few days later, they did a um, quadruple bypass and fixed everything up. Five days later, he got COVID. They kicked us out for eight days. In that process, as, as well-trained as that hospital was, they neglected to see how much he wasn't eating because he was refusing to eat. And by the time we got back in, he couldn't even pick his arm up to drink his own cup. We got back in there, my mom's trying to force him to eat. He doesn't want to eat because he's not feeling good. A week after that, um, they found um, a tumor between his large and small intestines. It's not cancerous, but it could become cancerous and needs to be taken care of. All the while, they're saying he can go home as soon as he starts eating. We ended up being in Pennsylvania for a month. It was only supposed to be a two-week vacation. So I came home with my mom five weeks, um, five weeks later, no, six weeks later, sorry, and he came home a week after us because he finally started eating because the doctors told him you can't go home and see your wife until you eat. He didn't realize what had happened because of the dementia. When we got home, well, shortly before we got home, we found out that the doctor that he had was the third best doctor in the country, and that the people that he had in that hospital, he handpicked and groomed every single one of them. Wow. We did have an issue with one of the nurses. We never saw her again. Hopefully, she learns how to do her job a little better, <laughs> but Lord willing, maybe they gave her some grace. I don't know. When we got home two months later, he went for his first checkup. His his own cardiologist said he wouldn't have been able to have that surgery here in Rhode Island. Wow. Matter of fact, he wouldn't have been able to have that surgery anywhere in the area. He would have died on the operating table trying. Wow. wow. That was God. Yeah. All the way. Yeah. Yeah. And as scary as it was to think about losing him. He came home, and he's been home, and he's been doing better. And my mom's allowing him to drive a little bit, <laughs> which I'm not too happy with, but we're keeping an eye on him because until they say that he's at that point, she's yeah. going to let him do it. Yeah.
So hopefully we'll have him for another good year yeah. before things get bad again. Yeah. But that Thank was you, definitely Jean. all God. Yes, it was. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you very much. Sometimes we don't realize how God's working on our behalf. Uh, and we're complaining and feeling sorry for ourselves. All the while, God is at work doing things. I believe when we get into heaven, we're going to see all kinds of things God did for us. We have no idea. I know there have been times I should have been in accidents. I wasn't. And I just, I, I know there was an angel there. That, and I'm, I've learned to be thankful when that happens. I want to make sure those, I know those angels appreciate you know, I appreciate what they do. I, I want them ready and willing because I need them time. So, anyone else? You ready, Dawn? <laughs> okay. Oh, you brought your own. Okay. I need it then. <laughs> the microphone. If, if that'll help, yeah, that's fine. Let's turn right. it around. Yeah, can we? Yeah. You didn't know. I didn't know that I was going to say anything. That's ironic. Um, okay. <laughs> He'll help you. Ironic that um, I know what I'm really grateful for, but I'll put that at the end because it hit me that um, Danny and I have been uh, believing to um, move out of the area that we were in for decades. Not safe. Um, but we were there for the sake of our girls being able to live at home and go to school and, and pay college as they went. Um, and in September of this year, I closed on a new home in a quiet and safe place, um, which is amazing. And any other year, that would be cartwheels in the front, obviously. That's not as big a deal now as it would have been. But the thing I'm just so grateful for, I can't even put into words, is the body at FCC. I'm so grateful. That's why I didn't want to like put my back to anybody. I can't even write down all of the ways that my family and I have been held up and provided for and encouraged and so many prayers, which please, you know, between now and February, please continue. Um, but we've been planted here. I was planted here before Denny and I met. Been here since I was 16. I won't tell you how long it is, but it's a long time. Um, and Denny was the longest, I think, mm -hmm. other than Jan. He was here from FCC's third service, I think, the very beginning. He was planted here. Our kids were planted here. Our family is planted here. 
and it's so important when you're planted that you stay mm -hmm. because when you need your family at church you need them and they're there but when you leave you don't have those roots and that connection that God really has for you you need to be provisioned for them they all need to be provisioned for you and I'm so grateful that all those times we wanted to leave so badly, <laughs> um, we didn't. And that's because God kept us here. It's his keeping power that kept us here. Um, but God is so faithful. He's so incredibly faithful. I can't even believe I'm standing up here. That's a testimony of him. He's so good. He's so good. He's so faithful. That's it. That's all I had. <laughs> There's so much that can be said about her testimony of what she's been through this year and how God has honored your faithfulness and Denny's faithfulness um, and just, just begin to see what God can do and bring out of a terrible loss um, and, and but you handled it you didn't you, you went through the emotions but you you, you never turned your back on God um, you, you, things you didn't understand, things we didn't understand. But that's where we have to trust. And, and you've had a taste of what God can do. And you had to go through long battles just with where you were living. You didn't even begin to describe what that was like. And to see what God has done for you. And it's a testimony of, of, his, of what God can and wants to do but you allowed him to do it. All right, you could have done all kinds of other things, but you've allowed him to do it, and it's just the beginning of things that God wants to do. Thank you. Anyone else? Is there anything on? Yeah, is this, we have something online? Yes, we have uh, Miss Lisa had uh, posted this on one of our online platforms just a few minutes ago. She says, every Thanksgiving, I remember how much I prayed for kids and I had a miscarriage and needed a DNC two days before Thanksgiving. That was 10 years ago. Today, I am here with three kids that God blessed me with. The enemy had meant for what the enemy had meant for evil. God has turned for good. I am so blessed and full. So that's quite a testimony. Yes. kind of a theme through tonight about God's faithfulness. God's faithfulness. God's faithfulness. That's wonderful. I've known so many stories when doctors told people they couldn't have children. But look what God can do. Did it with Abraham and Sarah. Anyone else? Yes, 
Yeah, let's do it this way. I think it's better if people can hear you. This way. I just have to come out here so I can hear you. Um, I'm just very grateful for what God does in my life. It's not just what He did, what He, but what He. I just feel pampered, like. And I tell my husband, I hope nobody's trying to pattern their life after mine, like, because the way God does with me is just amazing. He is so faithful. He is so. I could literally stay here all night and share my testimonies of so many things God has done for me. Um, I'll just share a couple, because maybe there are students here. So, um, my husband called me a professional student. So I'd taken a class, and it was one of those classes where you just think, ah, I don't have to study, it's kind of fine. And so my friend and I, we, I mean, we studied, but we didn't, like, we thought it was fine, and then we got there, and the exam was just like total disaster. So we we did the exam, and then we had to switch papers for them to grade it. So we switched it, and everybody was like, what was that, what was that, you know? And I heard, do you think I can still do something? And I'm like, yes, yes, you can still do something. So they graded the paper, and they gave us the results. Um, and my grade was higher than like a lot of people. They're like, wow, but I thought you said you didn't study, what, you know? I'm like, ah, I don't study. So anyway. The professor posted the exam, the results, and it was a B plus. And I was like, how did that happen? Like, you know, no. You know, and then something strange happened. She called me and said, oh, by the way, I made a mistake. Your grade is actually an A minus. I said. <laughs> so it, my point is, God is able to do things for us that we can't even imagine. Like, left to me, I was just planning to get by it, and he did that for me. So that's one. Another thing is, like, I, I just have this reputation with people that I don't pay full price. It doesn't matter. Like, I'll go to the store, and it'll be like 75% off. And I'll buy, before I leave, they'll be like, oh, oh, we're making a special sale, and is 90% off. And this is, it's just amazing. Like, God is faithful with my kids, with everything. I can't, I can't even express how faithful he is. He is so, he's so good. He's so, like in little things, like I remember going to the store. I wanted to buy three things, and I said, oh, God, I want to get a, I want to get a good deal on things. And I was walking in, and something, oh, you didn't ask about, how about the sale for salmon? Like salmon is my favorite fish. And I go there, and they gave a ridiculous price. It was so ridiculous that they charged me, and the guy came, the manager said, we made a mistake. That's not how much we're supposed to sell it. Like, if I, I, I can't even begin to tell you how faithful God is in different things, in my job, at my home, everywhere. And the thing is, we just have to ask him. Sometimes we just feel like we can do things on our own, and it lets us. But if you ask him, it doesn't matter how small it is, it doesn't matter how big it is, you'll find that he's faithful. I can't begin to thank God enough for what he's done. It is just amazing. Thank you. <clears throat> he is amazing. He is amazing. Anyone else? 
John. I want to thank the Lord for carrying me for the last 62 years. And you see me up here now, this is against everything I ever done in my life. I was in the darkness to about three years ago. And I didn't want to live, but I was afraid to die. And I asked for, for help. And he brought me out, and I'm in the light today. Uh, life is amazing with God in your life. I have a little daughter that comes with me here every week who loves to come to church. We've never felt, I was telling a friend last night on the phone, we've never felt so welcomed in a place since the day we walked in the doors here at this church. From Alan greeting me as I walked in the first day to the pastor coming over to see me. Found him, I catch the truth. Showed me how to get here, you know. Uh, I was here the other day. I got all, I hope you guys have all night because I can keep going. Uh, I was here Sunday for service and my oldest daughter was here. I became a member of the church, which, what an honor. But my oldest daughter and her husband and my grandchildren came because they knew it was important to me. And during the worship, my arms are up and I got tears coming down my eyes. And a few years back, my daughter would have had to drive to probably a bar room to find me, not in a church. Wow. What an amazing, amazing thing that a sinner like me could be forgiven by him and brought here. So I'm grateful. Amen. So thank you. Amen. Thank you, John. That's what the gospel's all about. Is God meets us where we are. I mean, it could be he met me in a law firm in Boston. In with well with wealth and I wasn't drinking. I just he met me and it, there and he meets you, he meets each of us right where we are and turn he can turn our life around. That's what he's the gospel's all about, changing lives. We had Russ Taft, several weeks ago, up here sharing, there's a man with tremendous success in the world's eyes and his life's falling apart. And yet God was faithful to hold on to him and to bring him through all of that. Broken lives. Satan worked so hard to break us and to tear our lives apart, our families apart. But if we'll just give God a chance, if we'll just let him respond to him, he turns lives around. And I never tire of hearing of stories and testimonies like that, John. Thank you so much. That brings life into the church. Thank you so much. So much. So many wonderful stories. Anybody else? Well, I'm thankful for some things. I'm thankful a year ago, next week, they found a growth on the back of my ear that after a biopsy they discovered it was, it was melanoma. And I didn't know what all that meant. And I met with a surgeon who, through a series of similar situations, I ended up with the best surgeon in the area for this. And, and they went, to, went through the surgery. It took more of my ear than I expected. 
but the test results came back. There was, it had not spread. There was no evidence that it had spread anywhere. So I'm thankful, and it won't come back. It won't come back. But I'm, I'm especially thankful tonight um, I'm thankful for my wife. 54 years ago, last July, she married somebody that she thought was going to be a lawyer. And all she could see was prosperity and success and all the things when you're young you dream about. And not long after she, we got married, she began to realize that there were aspects of me that came out of my childhood that she didn't know when she, we were dating. And she found out insecurities and, and the baggage that comes with us when we, get, when we get married. And then, 12 years into our marriage, we get saved. Um, and then in 1980, God calls us into the ministry. And we had no idea what that meant. But through good times and some really tough times, times when we didn't even know where we were going to live. And that was not your fault. That was stupid decisions that I made. She's remained faithful to me through all kinds of things. And, and, and then ultimately, 13 years ago, in about a, month, about a couple of weeks, uh, our, her, our plan was that we had done what Pastor Sam called us to do. He brought us here. He called us to do a particular thing. And we both knew it was over. And we were beginning to make plans to go on the mission field and to work with some missionaries to begin to teach. And then suddenly I found myself presented with this responsibility because there was nobody else. It, had to, it was obvious it was us. She didn't bargain for that. That's not what she bargained for when she married me. That's not what she bargained for when we went into the ministry. All she would tell God is, whatever we do, my husband will never be the senior pastor of this church. So I tease her sometimes, it's your fault. (laughs) Because you never tell God what you won't do. But through difficulties, through hard times in our family, through disappointments and through many things, she has remained faithfully by my side. And has not always been joyful. Um, There have been rough spots. But she has been faithful through that 54 years through all this. And I I just want to thank you, and I want to thank God for giving me somebody that will has stuck with me through all this stuff. So, anyone else? Yeah, thank you. I get brownie points for that. (laughs) No, I'm thanking God for you, the way He gave it to me. So, so anybody else? Pastor, we have a few. Another oh, okay, one. yeah. Yeah, we can go. So, uh, Miss Kimberly posted this. I battle with anxiety, and I've put my faith in God and have come a long way. I've let go and let God. Anxiety will not steal my joy and has not as of yet. Thank you for FCC teaching me how to let go and trust and have faith in our God. That's Miss Kim. That's good. There. Thank you. Can I, I just wanted to encourage, too, what we've heard tonight, and you know, uh, and, and we'll continue to hear because God is not done with what we're He's doing in us, right? But 
you know, the, the crazy world we live in, um, we tend to get more stereotyped of what Christianity is, of what we're against, right? Um, but I would encourage you, there's so much power in your story. What yes. you, everybody's shared tonight and online. And people need to hear that yeah. outside of these four walls, outside of the online platforms. And in Revelations, it talks about the power of the testimony. So I would just encourage you that many of you might be wondering how to share your faith. It's just sharing your story. It's your testimony that has that power, what God has done in you and what He'll do through you in that story to save lives and influence those around you just in your world, in your workplace. So just an encouragement with that. People can argue with your theology. They can argue with your message, but they can't argue with your testimony. It's you. And, and the other advantage of it is you may not know enough scriptures, you think, to be able to share the word with somebody, but you know your story. You know what God's done for you. And every time you share that, it reinforces in you what God has done for you and builds your faith. I've been going back over in my mind stories about how God delivered us financially over and over and over again and the miracles that God has done for us financially. And just as somebody was sharing how God just dramatically did things. So um, that, that I never, I, you know, prove to me what he's able to do. And so as you go back over those things, but the best way is sharing those stories, sharing with your family. Tomorrow's a great opportunity for some people. And they may think you're preaching. You're just, this is what God's done in my life. You know, and that John, they see it in your life. That's the greatest testimony. That's why Jesus says that you'll be witnesses of me, not that you'll go in witness for me but that you'll be witnesses of me so yeah it's powerful because I, I think you're right this, we often think of we have to share a message we have to do a teaching or something like that but it's just sharing who who you are and what God's done in your life what God's done for you it doesn't have to be complicated because there are not a lot of good stories out there you're not seeing in the news you're not hearing a lot of, and, and especially people that aren't saved, the stories by and large that they're sharing at work are not good stories. They're what's going wrong in their life, all the bad news. So when you share what God has done for you, that's a very powerful thing. Anyone else? Brendan, you got something you want to share? I saw you hiding back there. <laughs> I was thinking tonight what I would thank God for. For this year again, there has been so much. But I really wanted to thank Him for SCA. I'm watching my two That's boys. That's our school. Yeah, yeah for uh, people to Seacon uh, Christian Academy. I'm just watching my boys grow up in God in ways that Lisa and I can't even take credit for. And just out of the blue, the kids will actually go on TV, turn on uh, YouTube, and then put on praise 
worship songs that they hear here in chapel, and they'll actually have a service in our living room. And it's just, it's amazing. And now my daughter's getting into it with them, and she's going to be coming to SCA in September. And it's just been one of the greatest experiences I've seen academically. They're doing incredible. And that was one of the reasons we chose SCA, too, was the academics. Uh, the programs that you have picked are just outstanding, and you're seeing it in the kids in uh to my shame, I didn't pass the third grade history test that my son got 100 on. He's like, Dad, what's this? What's that? And I'm realizing what I don't know. And, but what an amazing testimony it is. I just thank God so much for this school. It's such a joy bringing them there and hearing everything on the ride home and just watching them grow like you said it's a partnership with us and it's really helping us bring our kids up in the way so when they're older they won't depart from them. Yeah, thank you. So it was important for us to hear. We um more and more I hear reports of things that are going on in public schools. And we have several teachers in the school but uh, some of the things that would it just shock you what's being taught in the public schools. And in many ways, the teachers don't have any choice because public, the, the philosophy of public education is that it's the state's responsibility to educate your child. It's really none of the parents' business. I had them tell, I had a lawyer I worked with that they told him that. This is not your business, it's our business. And so, and that's ungodly. So I, I don't know why they're not lined up to get into school. I don't understand that, but so that's encouraging. Thank you, Brendan. Anyone else? Well, time's getting late. That's okay, guys. I'm just going to close in prayer. So, so I want to thank everybody tonight that, that's joined us online and that's participated online. Thank all of you that have been here tonight. Thank you so much, those of you that have shared. It's always encouraging to us to hear what God's doing in your life. I mean, we spend time preaching and counseling and doing the things that we do. But begin to hear that God is working, because we don't often can't see that. That's just done by faith, to see that God is, is working in, in people's lives. And uh, so I want to thank each one of you. So let's, let's, close, let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you tonight. We rejoice in all the stories and testimonies of lives changed and of blessings and of deliverances of just hope the things that you have sh that have been shared with us that you have done and father we, we give you the glory and the honor these are testimonies of your faithfulness we heard that so much tonight they're testimonies of what you are able to do and help us as we go forth tonight and then into tomorrow wherever we may be whether we're with family whatever situation we're in that, that our lives and what you have done for us will be a testimony in those atmospheres. And we just want to say, Father, tonight, thank you. Your mercies endure every morning. Great is your faithfulness. This is the day that the Lord has made. Father, all of these words that come from you are to encourage us and to strengthen us. And so we just thank you, Father, as we look back on what you've done for us this year, what you've done here, we're alive. We're alive tonight. And we're thriving. 
because of your faithfulness, because of your goodness and for your grace. And may in the rest of this year and the year that lies before us, that that love and that grace and that faithfulness shine forth from here in a greater way and in greater dimensions. And we thank you for these things, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for those joining online. God bless you.